Hey coaches, Cam here from Training Tilt. Feels like uh, quite a while since I sat down and uh, talked to you. Um, partly because of what I'm uh, about to talk about. Um, partly because it's been the Christmas period and holiday period. But hopefully things are going well for you and your coaching business. Um, I'll get right into it. What I wanted to start with, you might have heard the news. Um, I think they announced it early, uh, maybe mid December, I remember I get, getting the email from today's plans. What I'm talking about is one of our competitors in the market, probably similar, more similar to the Training, Ple- Training Peaks platform than to Training Tool, but definitely a large competitor in the endurance, endurance sport coaching platform market, announced that they were uh, shutting down. So, I mean, it was a bit of a surprise to me although maybe it shouldn't have been and I'll talk about that in a, in a bit but a surprise uh, to many so I guess my first thought about it was that to be honest that was an opportunity uh, for us to help those coaches that um, were using today's plan find a new home for their coaching businesses and their athletes but at the same time no, being a being a software, you know, being a company founder myself, um, I really felt for everyone involved in building that company up, as well as all of the coaches that had spent, you know, hundreds of hours probably building up their uh, resources in the coaching platform. So I know firsthand how difficult it is to build a software platform like that. And, and to build the business and to build trust with coaches and things like, like that. And all the coaches that I've spoken to about today's plan who were using it were happy with the platform, its features and the team behind it, um, the support that they got. Um, if you were interested in reading something else about it other than I'm just going to talk about my, my thoughts about it. So I don't have any inside information or anything. It's just sort of knowing a little bit about how software businesses uh, work, my theories behind it. But um, I'll put a link in the show notes as well. Uh, DC Rainmaker <clears throat> wrote a good post uh, about what happened and his theories behind it uh, as well. He goes into a little bit more technical details about the platform, but I'm going to talk more about the, the business uh, side of it. So let's get into it. So, so why? Um, so when it happened, so I've got a business coach um based in the states that we catch up uh weekly so by our first catch up um we talked about uh this because that was you know sort of an opportunity for us so talking to my business coach about how to approach this um and uh he said to me oh what do you know a um oh sorry let's step back a bit first so today's plan was acquired by specialized which is a bike company uh, in 2019. So when I told my coach about it, I told him that, oh, you know, um, today's plan had been purchased by, acquired by Specialized in 2019. And I was saying that it was a bit of a surprise that they, that today's plan was closing down because I thought it was a good business. And he said, well, why should you be surprised that a bicycle company doesn't want to run the software platform anymore? And then that's when I realized that it wasn't, it shouldn't have been uh, surprising at all. And it happens quite a lot. So ultimately, there's only two reasons why 
businesses shut down. So they either run out of money or the, or the owners of the business decide to give up on it. So there's lots of factors that can result in those things, of course. But in the software world, it's very common for seemingly successful businesses to be acquired by a larger company. Um, often um, it's a strategic acquisition, so not necessarily for the profit that the business makes. So this was probably the case with today's uh, plan. So Specialized is a massive company. Um, and they make bikes. And so they're the current owners. So the only time the business shuts down, when they run out of money, or the current owners decide they don't want to do it anymore. So um, big companies' priorities can change a lot. And I suspect that's what happened here. So Specialized probably just wanted to focus their resources elsewhere. Um, and I think if it was still owned by the original founders, which I think have moved on, had moved already moved on from the business at some time between 2019 and now, um, I think they would have struggled through and kept it going because uh, it would have been worth it for them. But for a company like Specialized to have other priorities, just not worth continuing. Anyway, that's my theory behind it. Um, a business only ever closed down. A business only ever fails when it runs out of money or the owners decide they don't want to do it anymore. So one or two of those things have happened here. So this made me reflect a lot about uh, my business, Training Tool, also a coaching uh, platform. So, and reminded me that uh, we've actually been around since 2014. So this year we'll be celebrating 10 years um, helping coaches with their uh, businesses. So our journey's been quite a lot different to today's plan. So I know today's plan had some venture funding, um, and grew pretty quickly. They did a lot of marketing when they first launched. They had a big house in Kona, I remember. I can't remember what year it is. might have been 2016 or 17. Had a big house in Kona. They had a bunch of promotional people um, going around, and I know they had a big campaign going out, trying to find coaches, probably those already using Training Peaks, and trying to bring them over to their uh, platform. So they had a, quite a few resources um, behind it, whereas my business, Training Tool, has always been um, pretty small. And so our journey is much different. We've only, you know, we've had steady and modest uh, growth, and we've definitely had, never had any big companies like Specialized knocking on the door to acquire us. Um, but, you know, that's probably because we're relatively unknown. So even though we've been a long uh, been around longer than almost all of the competition, including today's plan, who only started in 2016, so we were around two years before them. Um, most coaches have never heard of us. So I think this is partly because we don't offer anything directly to athletes. So the only way you're going to find out about us if you are a coach looking for a coaching platform, you won't hear about it from an athlete that's using it or anything uh, like that. So our overall user base is much smaller than what it would be for um, Training Peaks or uh, today's uh, plan. So I guess this results in a lot less exposure for us. Um, but what it does enable us to do is to really focus solely on the needs of coaching businesses because we don't um, have that conflict of interest where we sell to athletes and we sell 
to coaches at the same time and you're trying to balance those two uh, against each other. Um, and platforms like Today's Plan and, and Training Peaks, the athlete market is way, way bigger than the coaching market. So the athletes' priorities are always going to win um, with those platforms. But with Training Tilt, the coaching priorities always win. The coaches' businesses will always win. So we always listen to coaches more than we listen to athlete uh, feedback. And as much as I'd like to attract more customers, I've always thought, well, maybe if I did that different business model where we also sold to athletes and we had some sort of marketplace where we could sell to athletes and coaches at the same time, um, I'm really happy uh, trying to help coaches because I'm passionate. I'm more passionate about business and coaching businesses than I am about the um, athlete side of things. So that's what I've been thinking about with our uh, business. But then I've also been sort of thinking about the business side of things, even though, you know, today's plans a software company and a coaching business is a lot different. But it's also made me think about the coaching businesses um, out there because I put a lot of thought into how coaches run their businesses, how they can grow business models around um, coaching. So I've been thinking about the bigger picture about that as well. So it really hits, for me, it really hits a chord on how important it is for coaches, for you, to look closely at your business models and think more about long-term sustainability. And not just in financial sense, but also like, in respect to the energy and passion that you can realistically put into your business over a long period of time. So I'm not talking two or three years, I'm talking four or five, six, six years. You know, if you're not getting the growth and returns you'd expect in the long run. So a lot of coaches are really enthusiastic. They love their businesses over the first few years and they love helping athletes. And that doesn't change. But what does happen, if you can't grow your business, you can't get it to a like an income that you'd want to get to it, like, you know, if you could earn more as a professional somewhere or in, in an office, after maybe four or five years, that can become really frustrating and you won't get the same energy that you got just from running that business. So coaches' focuses can change after that period to want to grow their businesses more than what they thought they originally wanted to from what they thought they'd originally be happy with. So, um, you know, eventually that can wear you down, you know, especially when you're pouring your heart and soul into the coaching and your business and you aren't getting those long-term results. So anyway, it doesn't have to be this way. So, you know, the whole situation with today's plan is sad, uh, but it shines a light, I reckon, for everyone um, uh, going forward, getting smart of what we offer, and also how we price it. So for coaches, business models, the first thing we want to talk about is scalability. So, you know, there's one thing I've learned um, is that savvy coaches have a secret weapon, and that is offering services that can reach more people without needing to clone yourself and spend more uh, time. So think about um, online programs, group coaching, or even just creating digital content that keeps on giving without you need to being there 24-7 or giving one-on-one -on -one feedback or anything like that. 
The other thing is uh, pricing strategy. So this is um, something that coaches struggle with a lot. And there's one thing I've learned about pricing is that price is a signal to send to your clients about the quality of your service. And people will pay for quality. So it's about believing in the value you provide and not being shy to put a premium on it. So this doesn't mean pricing yourself out of the market, but it does mean getting what you're worth. So I'll say that again, because a lot of coaches want to keep the price low, but want to portray themselves as being a high quality coach. But in reality, that just doesn't work. Because like I said before, that price is a signal that you give to your potential clients about the quality of your service. So low price, uh, perception will be low quality service. And that doesn't mean that that's the reality. You might be giving a high quality service for a low price. I'm not sure why you would, but you might be. Um, and that's more of a mindset for uh, coaches. So anyway, look, the, the closure of today's plan, uh, it's just a reminder that uh, even the big players in the market can face tough times, so us smaller folks, it's a nudge to keep evolving, to not just survive, but thrive, as they say, by offering more, charging appropriately, and of course, never losing sight in why we started coaching, or building coaching software in my case, in the first place. So, um, in saying that, uh, one of the reasons why I haven't done one of these for a long time is being flat out building tools for the today's playing coaches to come over and get all of their athletes, all of their workouts uh, across to Training Tilt as smoothly as possible. So we've been working with some really awesome coaches and it's been a massive job. Like it's been massive. Like I've been head down for probably two and a half months and feel in some ways like I've missed out on uh, summer. But uh, it's been awesome. And not only have we been building those uh, tools, in some ways it slowed us down with our features that we've been building outside of that, but we've also had a lot of feedback from today's plan coaches about some features from today's plan that we didn't have that are really awesome to help save time. And um, so we've been building some of those in along with some other stuff uh, as well. So... Uh, I thought I'd just go through some of the features. I'll just list them off. I'll put a link to the blog where you can go over them uh, that we've been that we've built uh, in the last few months. So the first one is like a new activity search and analysis. So you know at the moment uh, the only way to see an athlete's uh, training is to go to the calendar and look at them, scroll through it, and then open up each individual workout. So we built a new uh, activity search page, which is like a list of uh, all completed activities. And you can order them by uh, workout type, um, and you can filter them by uh, date. And then uh, when you find some, you can actually lock them into like a grid. So if you want to compare, you know, if you're prescribing the same bike or the same run every week for a few weeks, you can lock those to the top of the row, uh, top of the table, and then you can um, look at them, uh, the analytics of them individually. And we've actually got a brand new analytics view uh, as well of a workout. So that's accessible from this new search page, but it's also accessible from the 
uh, calendar. If you click on the little bars on each uh, workout, there's a new thing that says uh, um, view, uh, view analytics or something like that, uh, beta. Um, so you can grab that. But like I said, you should read this little post that I wrote um, about all these new features. The other thing we're doing is we're now calculating effort and stress scores for each workout, which means we've also got a uh, performance management um, chart that people have been asking for for quite a long time. So um, we're calculating effort scores. So you can see those in the new workout analysis uh, view. Um, and then we've got a bunch of new charts on the workout analysis view as well. We've got one chart that just combines everything. So heart rate, uh, pace, uh, cadence, elevation, uh, power, etc. We've also got two new time and zones uh, chart for heart rate. Oh, sorry, not two new, but we've got new time and zones chart for power, pace, heart rate, whatever um, you've got your zones. Athletes have got their zones set for. But we've got new charts around um, peak target, so like peak heart rate, peak power, peak pace, where we show that over different time periods, like 30 seconds, um, all the way up to uh, how, uh, 90 minutes, I think is the longest period. So those charts just show what, your, what the maximum the athlete could hold for that target, uh, for that heart rate or power or whatever um, for a given uh, period um, of uh, time. So that's that. Uh, also, um, the performance management and training load charts. So that's pretty cool. So now we're showing like form fatigue and fitness uh, on a chart so you can get an idea of um, the performance of your athlete but also um, their fatigue um, and that's great for planning uh, for racing and figuring out uh, the load that your athletes are getting so to get the best results um, for when their race comes up and uh, at the moment we're just doing that from past workouts from actual workouts but what we're working on now uh, is to estimate that into the future so as you plan new workouts we'll be setting effort scores onto those uh, workouts as well which will be able to uh, allow us to like pitch that chart into the future uh, as well so that'll be really uh, useful um, and that's it so those are our new features i've actually just done a release today but i won't talk about uh, those ones uh, as well i'll do those uh, separately in a in another uh, post uh, but that's it for now so any of today's plan coaches listening welcome and it's nice to have you and also to our existing coaches thanks for bearing with us if uh, I've been a bit slow to get back to you over the last couple of months but uh, I think it's gonna be win-win for everyone win for today's plan coaches because they found a new home a win for training talk for the same reason, but a win for our existing coaches as well because of the insights that those today's plan coaching have been bringing um, to us and the features that we've built that will be beneficial for everyone. Okay, so thanks for listening and I'll talk to you guys again soon. <laughs>